0: What, 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 Welcome to the bloody shitting bricks podcast. Crikey, dingo at my baby. B-bom.
1: B-bom. The boys go bump. And welcome back, you guys, to the spooky, spectacular dingo ate my baby bloody ripper dipper fair dinkum fair shake of the sauce bottle potty otherwise known as the Boys-Go-Bump. My name is Luis, and as per usual, I am joined by my two fellas. Introduce yourselves, please.
0: What <laughs> up, everyone? My name's Luis. Oh, wait, <laughs> um... <laughs> Don't know how to quite follow that up. <laughs> uh i'm liam you're a spooky boy Welcome <laughs> to the show. good stuff fellas oh. <laughs> lord
1: uh yeah as uh, as, stuff, as per man. usual uh <laughs> if this is your first time during the podcast uh, this is
0: our hey guys uh, oh oh y- yes yeah liam have you ever had an intruder nope. story <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, no. you oh, have got a story. Is that is that true, Liam? I, from what I gathered from that mess that you have, have a tale to tell us. Is that is this true?
0: Yeah. All right. We're about to get spooky, boys. because okay. this, this is a true story that happened to me. Okay. The Ooh. movie we're about to get into, you know, there's, there's some mysterious folks inside the house. And this I was getting flashbacks to this year, this traumatic event. So at the beginning of the year, right, I was I was I was homeless, you know, just classic, don't have a job, still don't have a job. Just, um, so I'd go i go stay in Melbourne um, at my at my mate's house, and so this one weekend I was I was crashing at his house. So some context: his 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 mum and his sister, who he lives with, were both in Canada, right? So they weren't there. So it was just me and my mate. Living, living it up. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple of dudes, just a couple of boys in a house. <laughs> and Saturday night, he was going camping, so it was just, it was just going to be me in the house. I had a had a couple friends over for a movie, watched a scary movie, put me a bit on edge. But yeah, so they they all leave. I lock the front door, critical part of the story. Go upstairs go to bed now the next morning i hear some noise downstairs i hear some like something something down there it just woke me up and there i heard something coming up the stairs i think i was like in my head i was like oh shit my mate's back already that's weird because it's pretty early I, t- I, I reached over looked at my phone 9:40 a.m right didn't sleep in all that much you know it was a good sleep solid sleep not amazing <laughs> <laughs> but i was awake okay i checked my phone very shortly after the door to the room i was sleeping in which was his sister's room the door started creaking open this little girl walks into the the room so i at this point i was like oh this is weird his mum and sister have come home is it this could have passed i haven't really i don't know his sister at all i've maybe seen her once like years and years ago so i'm like oh shit I'm I, this is awkward they came back earlier and then like I kind of don't want to like look directly at her because I'm like oh this is this is just all weird right this is weird and I kind of look over we make eye like, contact and <laughs> she slowly walks back out of the room so I straight away I pick up my phone and I'm like to my mate dude your family are back what like what and then <laughs> so he didn't respond yet I put my phone down I was like oh shit his, fa- his family's here and I'm still here and he's not here this is awkward Jumped into the shower, jumped out, packed up my shit, went downstairs, and there's nobody there. So now now I'm like, oh shit, what just happened? And this at this point, my mates responded, and he's like, no, dude, my family are not back. They're still in Canada for two more weeks. They're still in Canada. Still in Canada. So I'm like, oh shit. So then he asks his cousins, and they, they hadn't come over, right? So only one of his cousins has a key, and they hadn't come over. Hadn't come over.
1: Hadn't come over. <laughs>
0: So then we're like... Still oh, in Canada. Who was this person? And it's still... To this day, this is still a mystery. This is an unsolved crime. And also, there's more. In the other spare room across, the doona and the sheets on it were like folded over and crunkled a bit like someone had slept in that. And he said no one had been in that room for years. No one had slept in that room for years. So it would be weird that it wasn't made, you know? It would be weird if it wasn't It made. would be weird. But So we're like... Did someone sleep in there overnight? So the door, I locked the door before I went to sleep because and it was locked still when I got up the next morning. How did they get in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boys. Well, well, then that's my story. What do you say? So what do you guys think happened? Do you have any theories? So I see a lot of, uh, I've gained. I've gathered some theories from people. Some people think I was dreaming. Defense for that is I, I messaged my friend. So I remember how I said I saw 940 on my, my phone. 941 was when I sent the message to oh, him yeah. and said, your family's home. So I, how could I have done that when I was asleep? I saw this person. Yeah. That they could have been a ghost.
1: But nothing, nothing was taken there, right? Nothing was, was taken. There wasn't a robbery. Yeah. That was, So the that other theory good. was
0: like they were sending someone in to, you know, scout out the house. Like they got in somehow through the garage or something. Or it's a ghost. I think it was Speaking a ghost. Speaking of ghosts, Maybe. what's our movie for this movie? <laughs>
1: U- Uri, your theory, no one cares. Time for a movie review. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I waffled for two years of that
1: story. So <laughs> let's get on with the episode. Cut the boy off. <laughs> let's just go Yeah. So, so, if you're just joining us, that uh, that absolute tale from Liam is not actually the central theme of the podcast. It's just a little, just a little, little primer to get you guys ready for our for the beef, for the meat. Oh. Because this is the Boys Go Bump podcast, and here we like to review and discuss international horror films, specifically obscure ones. Uh, a
0: lot of these films are low budget, ideally high spooks. Low, lower, but low budgets, lower standards. That's- <laughs>
1: That's what Liam's been trying to get trended on all the all the potties,
0: so <laughs> <Let's> say. <sorry. laughs>
1: uh, this this week though, boys, we we've, um, we we've watched one that's actually a bit closer to home. Technically, for us, for Liam and I, as since we're Aussies, this isn't really we'll international, quote unquote, for us. We've come back home. This is an Australian film, but but for Uri, this is this is still as international yep. as it comes. Yep,
2: as foreign as it can be. Nothing, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <me>. Yeah. <So laughs>
1: This one's called this one's called Lake Mungo. It is a two thousand and five Australian film. It's kind of a found footage in a similar vein, I guess, to Naroi The Curse, which we watched a few weeks ago. And this film has it's it's a pretty low budget, like most of the films we're watching. This guy is oh fuck, I've lost the dates.
0: Already hit it. <laughs>
1: Oh, it actually helped Uri. Turns out the budget was 1.7 million Australian dollars and the box office was only 29,000 Australian dollars. So very, just didn't, it didn't do well. Be well. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> this film, in my opinion, and I think the other guys probably agree here, it was terrifying. Very well done. The basic plot is, it's it's a relatively simple plot. It's essentially re- retelling the tale of a family, the, uh, the, the Palmer family, a mother and a father and a brother. The young girl, Alice Palmer, ...goes missing one day when they uh, visit a, a river or a, a dam... ...and she basically drowns in the dam. She's recovered later on that evening... ...and essentially from that point onwards... ...a bunch of mysterious sort of things happen to the family... ...and it's the film basically follows them in a documentary-type format... ...where the family is interviewed... ...and they discuss their story and their experiences... ...in the, you know, the wake of this, this event. Essentially it's discovered that Alice has kept a lot of secrets... ...there's a lot of things she's not telling her family and her friends... But ultimately, it turns out that she has essentially been haunting the house. And she, in fact, sort of knew about her death in advance, which we'll get to later on. But super interesting film. Very, very low budget, very low key, but very authentic feel to it. So what do you guys think, generally speaking, your, your, your first impressions here? What did, you, what did you think of this one, Liam?
0: Um, so, yeah, I agree. It was, it was really, I thought it was a really good film. It was about this little family in regional sort of Australia. And it was just, you know, it was, it was just really sad. And then it got really, really creepy. But um, the way the way they filmed it, it felt really authentic. Sort of, you know, being in a straight like, although the way they were sort of interviewing them, and it could have, like, although they were all actors and everything like that, if you felt like it could have been real, the way they shot it, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. What did you think, Uri? Yeah, I think
2: yeah, same. I really liked it. Also, I mean,
0: the the plot itself was, I
2: mean, it was creepy from the big to begin with. I mean. Family drowning, then you. Well, the girl drowning, then you find out that this girl had a lot of secrets that was hiding from the family. And it does a very good job of building tension. You no know, spooky tension with the. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Love the word spooky and tension now in, in our vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, spooky.
2: I don't know how to put it, but the ending spooky, spooky. <laughs> 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 I'm lost for words, as you can see after this movie. I'm going
1: I'm gonna am I'm gonna
2: buy you a a, a, a story
1: for your for your birthday. <laughs> no, but I, I I agree with you guys here. It's uh it was a really interesting one. It's starting with the the framing device and the whole authentic feel of it. Uh, I know I mean at least yeah. in the case of Liam and I, because we this is literally filmed and based in the same state in Australia that we're from and we that we live in. And it, it was even down to like details such as the name of the the news corporations they were using to to set up these fake. News reports and interviews that's like you know win news like Contributoria so-and-so reporting for this like all well, the characters they feel as if they're actually being interviewed by these this little news crew that goes around and the actual documentary process that they, they employ is really effective too it kind of feels like there's like a, a few shows on, on an Australian yeah. television that have a very similar feel they really captured that super well
0: yeah it feels like because like, I, I live in regional Australia and it like it could have just been the news you know <laughs> like the local news the way they're set up but I what's really interesting is I heard I read apparently so for these sort of interview scenes where they had like the dad sitting there or the son or the mum and answering questions they actually didn't have a script for these I think that's why what really helped in making it feel so sort of authentic is that they they are actors, but they but very sort of low key, you know, not big names or anything. But they just straight up asked them these questions and got them to respond sort of off the cuff, you know. And that I think that really helped. For
1: sure, that was one of the things I liked the most was the I think the performances far and above like every single actor. I'd say perhaps the boyfriend. I, I forget his name. He at times I felt was. A little bit shaky, but perhaps it was his character was meant to be just going to be a goofy, kind of awkward teenager mm. kind of guy. But apart from him, I'd say every single character in the core cast the the mother and the father, the brother Matthew, Alice, who does appear like in, in older footage do such a good job. So how they deliver lines, like, the facial expressions, how they pace their their lines like it's so it's so fucking yeah. real.
0: Like, it's really, really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like I thought the dad, I, I felt he was really for sure really convincing. Like, he, he made, like even though I knew going into it that it, like it, it, all, it all wasn't real. Yeah. I, I believed in it. And they right. do such
1: a good job with it in that it like, no. these three characters especially, you want to sympathize with them, right? You want to care about what they're going through. It does such a good job because they kind of handle it in a very different way. Like, each character, the mother kind of tries to feed into these whole supernatural theories be like, you know, oh, Alice is still alive, I, you know, we're trying to find her, we're trying to do this. The father's a little bit more standoffish, kind of just wants to get back to work. Like, the brother, Matthew, is trying to do all this film work and he kind of actually, it turns out one of the major twists of the film is is that he kind of set up some of these fake images and fake video scenes to convince the authorities in a way in the family to go ahead and exhume the corpse because he thought that it would help his mother get over things so if they could exhume the corpse everything out of the way if she thought it was a haunting you know yeah Um, you think at that point you're like oh well this is it's all fake like it's the idea is it's meant to be him doing it all along but it actually turns out that no there actually is legit ghost nonsense as well which was such a cool such a cool touch
2: i mean the action they take the the family and everything you know to such lengths to and no as you said exhuming the body the the brother messing with the tape so they can do it is just adds to the reality of a family breaking down a bit and doing what's possible to solve this mystery, I think.
0: Yeah, and um every sort of time you'd sort of get to a point where you thought you knew what was going on. Yeah. Like uh, like oh so he's just, you know, faked these images, like he's put her as a ghost in some of these random images and videos. And then there's like another exactly. twist, you know, like something else happens. And then like you think you know what's going on again and then like they find her phone with this really creepy footage on it and then but it did a really good job of, yeah, sort of giving you all these little bits of information and then building it up and like, oh yeah, yeah, this is going on. And then
1: It was it was similar in that way to Noroi, right? But Noroi felt like everything was like piecing together a puzzle, whereas this was kind of like, it said, this is the answer. And you're like, oh cool, Like this film is now about a family just grieving and the, the brothers done this creepy shit. Then it's like, oh no, well actually, some of the footage you found there's this creepy dude creeping in the house. You're like, holy shit, there's like an actual real intruder. And then on top of that, it turns out, well, no, actually, yeah, as you say, there is a ghost. So it really just like takes on this crazy journey. It's really interesting.
0: And I guess sort of the main point of it is that like her family didn't really understand her. Her her mother sort of had a difficult relationship with her. And that's um, sort of why the ghost was there in the film. That's, That's sort of, you think, the reason why. After doing all this investigating and finding out all this other stuff, they sort of get to know her more and then there's kind of this closure where they, they move out of the house, they don't feel this sort of presence there anymore and they all sort of, are, are, they they become closer as family, the three who survived.
1: I think as well, I mean, Uri, I know I often find like some of these fan footage films hard to run with. You're like, why are these people filming everything, right? But what did yeah. you think of how they justified the filming process, how the brother kind of got into photography and stuff? Did you think that worked? Did you think it was an effective way of making him film a lot of things, take like a lot of photos, or was it kind of a
2: gimmick? No. I mean, for me, it felt it felt like natural. You yeah. know, these people that, as a hobby, I think that you really enjoyed every opportunity you get to film something or get involved in some project. And even this, which is kind of new and there's a, like a personal sense to it for the brother. I think it, it felt natural. I, I never questioned it during the film. Like, why is this?
0: And on top of that, I thought, like another thing that really made it feel authentic is these. Like, so they didn't only use sort of old footage that um, the son Matthew had filmed. They also had a lot of like um, photos, a lot of mm-hmm. film photos. Like, and it was of the family growing up. And like they were, they looked like you know just classic family for photos. Sure. You know, of the kids when they were younger and everything.
1: And they were so they were so candid as well, weren't they? Like, it wasn't like they were posing for a family photo. There was like there was one shot of them at Christmas and the kids were on the couch the the mum's looking over like a you know it's a really unflattering angle she's in her pajamas and it's just like you know Christmas morning just looking at the camera and one of them's half smiling at the one just on the couch lounging right it's such a like relaxed photo but everyone has a kind of photo or, on yeah. their phone or in their photo albums when they're little you know it's it's
0: so like, yeah it's like yeah it's just a classic you know old family yeah. albums that you don't like that you just have sitting exactly. in the house like you know of, yeah that also just yeah added to this uh, yeah authenticity of it
1: and it made you care about them more as well because um, you're like you can relate to them more like you know mm. my family does that shit it's 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 such a relaxed atmosphere and such an authentic kind of like peering to their lives you care more about them and it also characterizes alice more you get to like learn about who she is more kind of as the family learns about some of these secrets she kept about her visions and about this weird abuse kind of thing with the neighbor like you, you start to learn about her retrospectively through this footage and through this this, this, this sort of trails that are left it's it's a really cool way of Connecting with a character that you know actually see, quote unquote, on screen, you know, being interviewed or as a main part of the present in the film?
2: They made it out so, from what they have, which, I mean, basically it's just some girl died, that was the main plot. And from there, they yeah, got more or less. I mean, they work it in such a way that it actually, I mean, it scared you. Because uh, most of the things that were kind of unnerving were the footage that, well, later you know that the brother messed with it. And they made you look at the picture for so long, like the the phase of, yeah. of the system,
0: and how it zooms as well. Like there was yeah. always a slow zoom, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. zoom, which is yeah. like Noroi used that as well a lot, where it it freeze frame and sort of slow zoom in on like some old footage or something. Yeah, they did this well. And and you, and had the, you had yeah, to search, yeah, and shot I think as well. the, yeah. the sound they used throughout the movie as well was really. Clever in these scenes, like it mm. had this sort of eerie, like in scenes they wanted to be creepy, it had this sort of, really sort of eerie, like music, not not like very minimal again, but like
1: yeah, very abstract, almost like white noisy, and then weird like grinding or bass. Yeah. it was very weird. It wasn't really musical. It mm. was ambient, I guess, but very dark. It
0: made you feel uncomfortable. Like it did it did. did a really good job. It like. was. F-
1: <laughs> sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's very yeah. unnerving and even even after it's revealed that a lot of the footage at the start is doctored and, and made up by by the brother by matthew they they still repeat it in the future and they go back and show oh you know there's a creepy guy in the background but like even apart from that like what the what the brother did with some of that footage was still scary as shit like the part where they chose him walking along the hallway like even knowing it's him it's like that still like it still felt unnerving i don't know it was just an effective yeah. thing visually
0: also one one other thing which i thought was a bit goofy but like so, one of these photos that he's um, doctored, like, of so he, he it talks about his project he started was he was taking a picture out the back of their house every day. Mm. And then one of them, he, like, edited um, his sister in. So, it looked like, a ghost standing there at the fence from another yeah. photo. But this photo actually has her as a ghost. You find out at the end, like, in the end scenes, it has this photo yeah. again. And she's all the way over the right sitting on this bench. And it's, like, surely... Surely he would yeah. notice that. <laughs> yeah. And also the one he chooses, like, out of this whole project, the one he chooses to yeah. edit her in, she's already there in the corner. Yeah,
1: it is a bit goofy.
0: So that was yeah. a little bit better. I, it was still, like, it was sort of in hindsight, it's a bit goofy, but, like, I don't know, when it was, I, yeah. I didn't really think about that.
1: It was, yeah, it was, it was a really cool thing that they did have the credits. Yeah, like, at the credits, the ending scene, you don't have that much evidence to go off, but then it starts to go back and show previous footage or previous images that you'd see in the film. And then it just, just sort of shows you, like, oh, you know, you saw this earlier. Actually, there's a ghost here. <laughs> there's a ghost <laughs> over here. And wouldn't you know, it, there's a ghost bloody over there as well. And it's just like, yeah, so you know, striking. the credits, like, what the fuck am I? What is. Are you for real? That got me real bad.
2: She got busy in the afterlife. You know? That place is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she was everywhere. Yeah. yeah,
2: she is. Whoa.
0: Yeah, and there's. um one other sort of really sort of creepy segment, which I thought was a really um, really well done sort of set of shots, was where so she'd been going. Who was the psychic guy? What did you call him this Ray. Is yeah, Ray. It's yeah, the family consulted him. Yeah. But then you find out that yes yeah, she had been seeing him too. The the girl who died before, and then yeah, there's, so
1: before she even died, he was she was talking to the same the same psychic.
0: Yeah. So there, there's this one bit towards the end of the film though, where it's showing. So he'll do this thing where he gets them to close their eyes and. Like he did it to both of them separately, but like where she sort of gets the mum to like visualize walking into the house and then walking down to the, she ends up walking to the daughter's room. And there's this one scene where it cuts the footage of him talking her, the mum through that with the daughter as well. Even though it's after the daughter's died, it's like the daughter can see the mum there when she does this thing. Like it sort of cuts between them and it's like they can see each other doing the things that they're describing. In this yeah. in this tape, where they're just talking through it, like them visualizing and doing it, and I thought that was really cool and really creepy. Yeah, um,
1: that to me was like they had like a psychic link, right? Yeah. Like when she was alive and performing this, obviously the psych the psychic had no idea that this would be the same "quote unquote" journey that would that would be experienced by the mother months after the after the daughter's death, mm. just from the different angle, like yeah. from the mother's perspective. Obviously, yeah, that was that was really interesting, and it was so sad though because. The mother, no. the mother describes walking into the room But then the, she doesn't see the daughter But the daughter sees yeah. the mother in the room But the, uh, she's, the, the mother then leaves in this, in this sort of visual Descriptive scenario This sort of journey that they go on So there's this strange link in time Like psychic link But that to me made It almost made the the idea that After the family's discovered that This has all gone on And what's happened to, to, to Alice and, and how the house was haunted and whatever And then there's this piece that they have this kind of threw it on its head, in my opinion. I kind of felt like the family had peace, but then the daughter didn't, because you realise that, along with the footage and, the, and the, the 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 photos you have in the credits, kind of reveals that she kind of felt abandoned and was sort of still in the house, I felt. I don't know. I, I felt that yeah. she was kind of still meant to be there in a way. That that scene kind of inferred that the family's moved on, but they kind of left her in a way. Did you guys get that yeah, same interpretation? Yeah, it, kind of,
0: it kind of did, yeah. Yeah, but I think maybe they were going for like the family mm-hmm. sort of finally understands how isolated and yeah. alone she felt through a lot of her life, particularly towards the end, I guess. Yeah. And Maybe they finally sort of are aware of that and that allows them to, yeah. I just I, I just thought that scene was done really well. Oh, no, it like was. was anyway, awesome. kind cool of contradicted touch. a bit. Like was bit, I, was I don't really know if it's public. contradictory, just
1: ambiguous I guess. Like I could yeah. you could totally interpret it as like, yes like there was this peace moment where now the family's at peace and she's at peace because technically the quote unquote hauntings in the presence and stuff, but like mm-hmm. I kind of read it in a way as being like, Well maybe the daughter kind of is yeah. lingering as sort of she's told the quote unquote, you know, told the family, educated them about her, her feelings and her secrets, but she's sort of now just gonna be there kind of forever. What did you think of that scene, Uri? Did you did you like how it was done? Did it make sense to you? Like
2: yeah, because there's this duality about how, as you said, the family kind of moves on, but it is it is explained in such yeah. a way that you think that everyone's moved on, even the the daughter. Later, you see, like in the pictures and everything, that she really did it. But for, yeah. me, I mean, the end credits, since I didn't watch that, just Yeah, I
0: think I think they do kind of leave it up to you to interpret, though. I think it's intentionally sure. a bit ambiguous, like whether you think they're the ghost is happy and, or the family's happy. Like, you're aware that the family kind of moves on, but I think it leaves it up Absolutely. to you whether you think the ghost, yeah, has, has, is still going to be there or if she's yeah. satisfied.
1: Um, Which is cool. Like, it's, it's a it's a nice little touch. So, it's like, it's such a question, like, you know, does it matter that she's not satisfied? Like, the family are the ones that are left behind in a way. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, it's more about how the, how the, the, the family was so... Concern about Alice the whole time. That now they, they can kind of go off and live their own life, and it's kind of like, well, that's kind of the main part of it. Like that's what you want to have happen, right? You want to move on from this this crazy event that's affected the family. Um,
2: yeah. You solve the mystery and you just you, yeah. just move on, move on <laughs> and
0: the ghost Or else <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shall we? Shall we go to our our weekly segment, <laughs> the Spook of the Week? Jesus. Yay! Bravo! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Beautiful stuff,
0: Uri. Right? Cheers. Do you want to explain this scene, Uri? Do you want to say after they find their phone, yeah. right? Do you want to talk us through? The stu- <laughs> as, per, as per usual, we're as pinning Uri with the,
1: the ending of the film, yeah. uh, the, the final scenes, and he's excellent at summarizing this stuff. The so scariest, let's get Scariest,
0: spookiest scene. Talk us through it.
2: So... For what I understood, which may be wrong. So a couple of years before everything happened, mm-hmm. Alice and her friends went for a, like a night trip or a camping or something, out to Lake Mongo. Yeah, so far so good. So they found this out through footage from the mobile phones from the friends. So in one of these footage in the background, you can see Alice like burying something. And later, well, the, the family sees this and they go to like to like bangu to to find out what this was they go at night and they dig this out and it turned out to be a plastic bag filled with alice belongings, including her mobile phone they look at the footage of the mobile phone basically what you can see a figure walking to the camera and as it scary as far and as it gets close you kind of realize it's her in the future like how she was found in the river like that everything
0: a bit yeah so like her face all pale and bloated and her eyes yeah exactly messed up so this, yeah factor. this figure gets closer and closer and it's uh, like holy shit. yeah was- and it just it just stops when it's like really close
2: to the camera and they just kind of explain blah 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 this was she saw a ghost and everything and right at the end the image just goes back to life and it does like a freaking noise
0: Yeah, it, like, just runs. It runs right at the camera and then makes, like, this loud noise. That was probably the only real jump scare of the film, but it was, like, Jesus Christ, did it, like, hit. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. I think that's one of the most terrifying scenes I've ever seen in a movie. I I
1: agree, totally. Because it was just that same zoom, right? The same zoom they use in every other part in the film. But the best part is that it's pitch. The entire screen is black. Like, it's black. And it's just tiny little pin of light at the bottom yeah very low quality as it it zooms yeah it's super pixelated it's like a 2005 film on a on a motorola or something like some shitty old bloody flip phone you know and it's just it zooms you're just sort of like peering into this like what what is what am I seeing what am I seeing it's closer and closer like oh it's a figure you're like oh it's just a person and but then it gets closer you're like oh no that's not a person that's (laughs) it that's just a spooky boy <laughs> it just gets right <laughs> up in you and it, at that point it's it's so fast that it, it just freezes and oh man like it, yeah. it probably like i don't know i hope we're not overselling mm. it but like i totally agree this, that was like top three scariest things I've ever seen in a film and even after it stopped and it, it froze you know froze on that face it just sat there and you're like i don't want to look at this like yeah. it wasn't that gory exactly. it wasn't that yeah it wasn't that uh, like it wasn't really like scary i guess in a sense it's not horrific but just i don't know there was something about it it's mean, horrible cause of
0: all the context right because it's basically yeah. her feel like seeing right in front of her, her own dead body that they found in a yeah. lake like a year later or whatever so it's, i think that's it's what fucking meant horrible it. yeah it's <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> it was so <laughs> bad
1: in the best oh. way possible like it was the best bad thing it's oh yeah that yeah that was fucking one of the best best scenes i think i've seen in a horror film ever
2: i mean just just for that jump scale this, this, the movie was really scary i mean yeah know.
1: because the rest of it's so slow right it is like a yeah. snail's pace first half an hour Slowest thing I've watched in a long time, but then it really starts to like throw those little plot points at you, plot points, plot points, draws you in, and yeah, then it. absolute fucking dead girl in a, in a lake like it <laughs> just bops you at the end there. Like, because yeah. the rest of the film doesn't use much CGI at all, doesn't really use special effects, it's all talking, still images, and very blurry, pixelated forms in, a, in video. But this is kind of the, the most clear visual representation of her that you see this, this ghostly form of her, and it really just really gets you, it does such a good job.
0: And I think, especially because like there were so many moments they could have used like a cheap jump scare to like, which would have scared the shit out of you. There were all these moments leading up to this where they could have and they didn't. Like it just would slow, like zoom in on this and make you feel uncomfortable. But it never had that like, and then ultimate ghost (laughs) tease. Then it went, and it was like, oh my god,
1: a powerful bop, that's for sure. Yeah, that was. That 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 being said, that being said. Love, love the film, love the techniques, love the, love the mood, love everything, acting. There were a couple things. You mentioned earlier, Liam, the fact that like, Matthew, the brother's editing of the, fo- the photo was a bit goofy, considering that actually was a ghost in one of the, the photos. But another another particular thing I found was a bit silly was the car at the start. So when <laughs> they they talk about the night that Alice drowns and they go to drive home, uh, as the police tell them, about, you know, we such such a lake. Just go home. We'll contact you if they find it. The dad's like, it's "So we uh, we couldn't get the car into, into drive, so we had to reverse it all the way into town." And he's like, "Considering what happened, we didn't want to walk, so we decided to reverse it into town." And I'm like, "Dude, I don't know. That's who does that? That's fucking weird, man. Is that, <laughs>
0: is,
1: is that a thing that can happen?
0: I was trying to justify it in my head like they wouldn't put this in if it wasn't an actual thing that could happen. But then like, why like- did they?"
1: I think it's going to be spooky, like, ooh, that the the car can't okay. drive forward, therefore. <laughs> fucking ghosts. And I was like, please don't be like that. Like it, it thankfully didn't do that first of the film, but there's a that ghost part, in I the gearbox. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was a bit yeah, it was trying to like set the spooky movie, but it was just it was kinda yeah, I don't know, it was just a bit the fuck and we have mechanic, why yeah, you <yeah. laughs> yeah. yeah, no, know I mean. The shot—the shot was just
2: like a car going backwards through the night. <laughs> a wide shot. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it
0: didn't... <laughs> it just wasn't like, what? Yeah. why? What if we pause there? Yeah, it wasn't really necessary. It didn't add a lot. The other thing
1: that I thought was weird though was there was another part earlier in the film where Matthew. Uh, there's footage of him. He has a bunch of random bruises appear on his body.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: which is a very traditional kind of like haunting ghost kind of like technique in films that like I woke up and there were scars all over me you know that real kind of paranormal activity kind of shit but then they never really discuss it any other time in the film yeah. and it comes up out of nowhere the doctor says and it disappeared in two weeks the mum says yeah it disappeared in two weeks and then Matthew doesn't even address it really in the film and you're like
0: yeah. what, and is what it, was that for? Is it like you know because this was before he even sort of you found out he faked the the photos. yeah so it's like, he did he just like punch himself up and then be like, "Ooh, look, yeah. this is the ghost"? But he didn't, because the ghost was never like a vengeful ghost or anything, right? No, she was never doing violent, messing no. with them, or it was just there was just a presence there that they kept seeing or, or feeling, and like but like so, it's the whole bruise thing, yeah, yeah. Was like, It was a bit
1: didn't fit, didn't fit. Reversing car, no yeah. good. Beat up <laughs> boy, didn't work. No bueno. No bueno. Other than that, I felt like it really hit the rest of the points. I feel like everything added to the to the feel. Everything was it made sense. Yeah, like it it, it all actually led to that end point. Yeah, I I, I really really dug it. That uh, that just about takes us to to the ratings, my boys.
0: Yeah, I'm I'll going. I'll go. So as I said, this was spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs>
1: Ooh, that's important question. Wait, important Ooh. question. Liam was. Was this spookier, or was your encounter with the intruder spookier? Oh
2: my God,
0: flashbacks. That's a hard question. Again, flashbacks. I that was very uncomfortable. That actual encounter, just after the fact, though, you know, because there was someone in the house who we didn't know. Yeah, no, no, you're right. <laughs> As I was saying, is it, it was spooky. This is really good. That it started slow, but it wasn't. It didn't feel boring. Like you know, it was just like you were. It was giving you all this background and the family, you know, like making you care about these characters. And then again and again, you sort of, yeah, thought you worked out what happened. And then there was twists. And these twists were good. Like I never, I never expected any of the things that happened. Yeah, it was just really good. Like I said, that jump scare, spooky, was, I I think, the scariest scene I've seen. Rival's a bit of hereditary there. (laughs) So yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm going to, the second one of the the podcast, I'm going to give it a buddy five. Ghosts in the Gearbox. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was really good. On to you, Ori. Well, I mean,
2: it was a bit or The film felt a bit dissolve, but it, <laughs> but it didn't really. Move. I mean, it just <laughs> it just kept giving you like layer and layer and layer of plot twists and things that they kept discovering. So I don't know, and the climax of Piecing it everything together, and not the daughter not being really trusting of the family, and these things could actually happen. And the jump scare was just too much, Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't really watch scary movies, so this might have probably been the worst jump scare I ever had
1: That's why I got him on the on the show, fellas. Uri our yeah. our vanilla I'm... pleb citizen <laughs> horror virgin?
2: Yeah, we like it. The rating. <sighs> I think I'm gonna give it uh,
1: four edited in Ghost in the Tapes. I don't know. <laughs> four what? edited Ghosts in the Tapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely agree with you, fellas. i Really enjoyed it. Again, this is very in the vein of Noroi, which uh, I think we we all loved as well. So if you don't like a slow build, you don't like low number of spooks, low number of visceral gore, you're not gonna enjoy this a great deal. But if you're really into you know to hang out and and really get involved with the characters, and that's what this film is mostly about, is about the characters, their reactions to to what's happening, here, and their relationships with between them, and especially with Alice, and finding out her secrets and things that happened to her. Yeah, that's a real, the real draw, I think. And, uh, yeah, it does a really, really good job. Visually, storytelling, pacing, and that, yeah, as you guys mentioned, that last spook just could fuck right off. That was not okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a solid four and a half mungos oh, out of five. I don't know what mungo means. Mango goes, mangoes, goes,
0: yeah. Mango. yeah, four and
1: a half mungos out of five. Mungo mongrels. So yeah, there, there you have it, fellas. A very solid entry, big scores all around. And so I guess, uh, yeah, Good. I guess we're we're gonna come to our most uh, awaited parts of each podcast. We have the the email write in segment. <laughs>
0: That
1: was cool, man. <laughs> As <laughs> per usual, yeah. You guys can send out your emails. Genuinely, please send, send your emails in. Thank you. It's, it's, uh, our email address is theboysgobump at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-B-O-I-Z, boysgobump at gmail.com, all lowercase. Send in your email, send your comments on the, on the Instagram, anything you want to tell us, let us know. Discussion points, what be it, let us know. Liam, yeah. this week's email take it away yeah. please
0: say so, like the the email box is looking pretty empty like all the time but this one just came in right now would you believe it uh this another one's genuine from, email oh this one's from billy bob it's a, just a oh. short one short and sweet uh so gotcha. he, he says hey boys love the pod boys liam's the best fuck the rest sincere <laughs> regards billy bob <laughs> <laughs> best fans in the world uh thanks billy bob <laughs>
1: I feel like Billy that that started very similarly to another another email we had a few weeks ago. Hey boys, love the pod boys. That's uh, you sure Billy Bob's not the only one writing yeah.
0: in? I mean, uh, I think that's all we got time for. But um, just Billy, Bear, it's just you know he's good. He loves the pod. I think a lot of people love the pod. It's not that's not a unique thing. they have got the best fans in the world. They all love the <laughs> pod boys. So I don't see what's weird about that. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. What are we watching next week? We <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> you gotta step things up, Louis. You and we I. do We do. Apparently all Liam's of our level. fans
1: I mean all of our hands are just it's, it's just Liam's fans. We have no fans already. Uh um, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, meek and miles. Exactly.
0: I'm, I'm very humble. I'm one of the most humble uh people <laughs> in the world, but you know, it's, I put in a lot of work and it's I'm glad that the fans appreciate that. Uh, you know I
2: mean if, if the family talk- Going like this, we should have a Liam only
0: podcast, and you yeah, and we, we just it. watch from afar. We, might, and we and might have to at some point, you know. The, the we, you know, the fans.
1: The do the want. <laughs> um, So, so for next week, next week we'll be watching a, a Spanish film. I, I believe it's it's meant to have a bit of a comedy angle to it, but uh, we'll see, we'll see how yeah, we go. Definitely. It's called uh, the English title is Witching and Bitching, which is. Strong, a strong start in Spanish. Uri, what was this? Will this be pronounced as? Can
2: you be Las Brujas de Zugarramurdi? Beautiful stuff, Mordi being a Basque name, just oh, so a bit of a trivia for you.
0: Yeah, we've gone right from from Luis's and I, and my home ground, right into Uri's stomping ground. home Controversial political topics. <laughs> yeah, see you next week. <laughs> We've just cut
1: this shit, we're out <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, so as per usual guys, yeah. Leave a comment, throw an email in, the boys uh, boy group. go uh, the boys go bump, boys go bump at <laughs> <laughs> The <bibbidi> bumps go <laughs> <bibbidi bubs. laughs> uh, jump on the Instagram <laughs> You can listen to the podcast on Spotify and Google on Google Podcasts and a bunch of other platforms. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And we'll catch you next week.
2: Ciao, ciao.
1: Play us out, Uri. Play us out. Hit it. (laughs) Also, we are not sorry for the keyboard. Fuck anyone that doesn't agree with us.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Cut it. Cut it. We're done. Cut it. Cut the podcast. Cut it.